Social Media Serenity Podcast Episode Number 50. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. Hey, this week we are talking and debating the pros and cons of Ning versus Buddy Press as far as our online communities. All right. So one of the aspects, Eric, of uh, social media that we don't often talk about here on Social Media Serenity, uh, but we are going to on our special 50th episode, is this idea of having your own social network. Yeah, where you have a, spe- a specified, like a, like a, a social network built around a single purpose instead of just connecting with everybody. Exactly. Now, of course, the idea of these personalized, uh, you know, unique only to your brand social networks, it's not new. In fact, these, the idea of a community forum is very old. Uh, it's been around for years, probably even before Facebook ever existed. And, um, and, and so one of the things that I have right now, if you go to gspn.tv slash forum, as we're recording this, there's a community forum that we have. Uh, and it's the second version of our forum. Uh, back in the day, we had uh, PHPBB, which is uh, the PHP Bulletin Board Service. It was our forum software of choice back then uh, because it was free and everybody used it and it was easy to find you know, unique plugins and a community of people who could help you answer questions if you ran into some issues and stuff like that. Uh, I think at the time, um, at its height, we had about 4,000 members on our community forum at gspn.tv. And I think it had somewhere close to 85,000 posts on it. However, uh, on three occasions, it was the uh, recipient of an attack by spam robots that uh, posted pornographic materials all over our forum. Uh, so somehow, uh, some way, uh, a robot it had actually programmed itself, self-registered itself for our forum, sat dormant for a while, and then started going in and posting stuff uh, using software uh, and, and, and cluttered the forum. And one day it happened to such a degree that it would have literally taken me at, at probably two or three days to actually clean it out. And yeah, it was it was that it was that deeply rooted, and so I shut down that forum completely. I mean, as far as you know, I, we switched over to Simple Machine Forum, uh, SMF. If you look it up online, and uh, when I switched over to that, I had a lot of people who were really upset about the fact that I didn't port the old information over to the new forum, and it, it just it just wasn't possible. I, I mean, it, the the other material had been so ingrained with this adult related content that it was in it was next to impossible to go and fish it all out yeah and so we we just started scratch from scratch and this was uh this was in 2008 so it's just been over two years and if i go to gspn.tv slash forum and of course we did we we lost a ton of people you heard how many people i said we had today the forum only has 718 members and right now, uh, it's got a, a cumulative total of 27,353 posts, 
which I mean, is still pretty, it's pretty cool. Uh, but, you know, we certainly lost a lot of people and we lost a lot of momentum when we made a switch, when we made a change. Uh, but I will tell you on the Simple Machine Forum, we have not had a single instance of spam. And I've actually made it rather difficult for people to join. I, I, you can't just go click and register. So no robot is going to be able to register. In yeah. fact, one of the things I've done is I made it to where you have to actually send me an email saying you want to register. You provide me your email address and require and requested username. And uh, I then pass it on to my good friend, Jeff Gentry, who's my forum administrator and has been for several years. And uh, he, he, sets, he personally manually adds you as a member to the group. Uh, so, I, I mean, we, we change things around, but it, it, it works. The only thing is though, it's not pretty and it's, it, it, it's kind of ugly. Uh, it's functional and it does its job, but man, there's, there's so much more that could be offered today with technology. These, on, these online social networking tools to help you build your own social network and and some of the advantages is where instead of just having a login with a, a really super ultra cheesy text-based profile you could have your own you could you could log into the social network the gspn.tv community network and uh, I you could go to Eric Fisher's profile and it'll have a picture of him a, a, a decent sized picture of him and he could have his own um, section of you know notes about him he could post a video about himself he can post links to his blog I mean he could do a lot of customization not to mention the fact that you could leave a comment for him on his profile and he could respond to it you could you could connect with people and add them as friends and follow what they're doing and I mean, so so it's it's basically it's like it's I don't want to say it's like Facebook only for GSPN or your own personal community, but I, I guess in a way, if you want to think, it's it's it is a social network in a box for you. Yeah, well, and and when we were talking about this um, before, which sparked us actually wanting to have this debate on the show, was the fact that just I personally have felt that there is a there's there's a lack in certain aspects of being able to connect better or deeper with people in the GSPN community through that forum. Like if people are initially going into that forum and maybe commenting on certain things, it's not necessarily easy to figure out how to connect with them um, out in the 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 actual social networks, you know what I mean, like Facebook and Twitter. If they've not put that somewhere easily accessible in their profile, or not their profile, but like, um, like what what do we call the stuff that shows up underneath, like your signature to a post they've left on the form right. somewhere. So if they've not put anything there, but they're there and they've made interesting comments and things, and they just don't know they can do that or or whatever. At least with what we're talking about with like a Ning or a BuddyPress, you can go out and you can actually find more information about that person like you would out in just surfing the web or or interacting with people on Twitter where you initially think, oh, that's an inter- that person seems interesting. Let me see if I want to know them any better. And you can do a quick pseudo stalking session just to see what their Facebook profile looks like or their Twitter page looks like, you know? And I, I feel that's what like a forum 
does not provide at this point. Right. And so here, here's a couple of things. For example, um, both with, well, I, I certainly can speak to Ning. And, and by the way, we're going to talk today about two primary, primary services that I've been investigating and Eric's been looking into as well. We're going to talk about Ning.com. That's N-I-N-G.com. And we're going to talk about BuddyPress, which I don't know. Is, it, is there a BuddyPress.com or something? It's like BuddyPress.org. Okay, BuddyPress.org, which is basically just a theme that goes on top of uh, WordPress. Yeah. Uh, and, and it allows you to, to do some stuff. So anyway, but here's the situation. We're going to be talking about these two services and why I, even, even though I had a conversation where, with Father Roderick recently that at the end of the conversation, he almost had me convinced to just forget about Ning and go buddy press. Uh, we're going to talk about why I'm still leaning towards Ning and what they are. But before I, we talk about the two services, what they have as far as drawbacks and, and benefits of, of one over the other, um, what we're going to do is I want to say, um, what with Ning, I know I can do this. I can actually go in and say, hey, this is something I want every single person who registers for the site to answer. And for example, it says, you know, please enter your name. Please, you know, enter in, you know, if do you have, if you have a blog, please put your blog URL here. If you're on Facebook, put a link right here to your Facebook profile if you want to share it. If you're on Twitter, please put a link to your Twitter profile. Um, if you have, uh, you know, I, and I can ask personal questions, you know, it, you know, Hey, tell me a little bit about how did you first find out about GSPN? And that can be a little blurb and this becomes a part of your profile. So this is something you can, you know, these questions, as long as people fill them out and they can, you know, obviously you can make some, I, I would assume you can make some things optional and some things mandatory. Uh, but you know, the one thing you can know for certain is if somebody in the GSPN community has a profile on the GSPN community site, you can at least know that you can find out this basic information, whether or not they're on Twitter and stuff like that. Instead of going to a forum thread with tons of other stuff, it's right. very easy to to do that. Um, now, Daniel's in the chat room says you can ha- you can have extra profile fields in SMF too. I understand that, but SMF is ugly and it doesn't provide some of the other things that we're going to talk about, which I definitely want as benefits. So this is why we are looking at Ning versus um, BuddyPress here today. Uh, the, the other thing is, of course, you, the, um, the nice thing is, is that on the profile, I can set it up to where it will, um, it will show a activity feed. So Eric, if you are posting messages in forums under a group, uh, so, like, for example, we could create a group for our, uh, Social Media Serenity and people could have conversations. Now, we have a th- forum thread or we have a forum section for Social Media Serenity. But in, in Ning or in BuddyPress, this would be a group. And the group would then have, you know, its own forum thread. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yes. And so it would have it own, its own topics and discussions going on. Um, and if you were to post, if, if Eric was posting in this group and that group and this group, well, if I go to Eric's profile, it'll show me where Eric is actually active in the community. Very much like if you went to someone's Facebook page, you'd see what they recently liked or commented on, things like that. Exactly. And so so this is exactly what I am wanting to do. I, I do want to create a network, uh, a social network for GSPN. It's, it's something that I've been thinking about for a very long time. 
Uh, one of the other reasons uh, that I want to do this is that, you know, obviously I want to make sure that, you know, we have this environment where people can connect at a deeper level with one another and stuff like that. But at the same time, I also want to have the ability to have some private groups. And this is one of the things that I really enjoyed about Ning recently is, is I've been a part of some groups where they have some groups that are only available to, you know, premium subscribers, if you will. So I'm, I'm a part of Free Agent Academy. And, and one of the things that I've noticed real quick is that they can have different levels of membership. And at a certain level of membership, you get access to this group, this group, and this group. And one of the things that I want to do is I actually want to create a uh, a group on my no- network that will be an additional benefit for uh, – I'm thinking about creating another level of membership for my podcast Answer Man audience where I'm going to provide a whole, a whole level uh, or a whole new level of interaction with a group of people who you know are, are these premium podcast Answer Man subscribers. And I'm going to put a lot of my content, uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to go into detail right here about the stuff that's, but there's going to be a lot of extra value stuff that's never been available from me before that is going to be available to these paying subscribers. And won't be available anywhere else. It won't be available anywhere else. It is going to be absolutely some really cool stuff that I'm thinking about. But I need a platform that allows me to do that. Now, even with Simple Machine Forum, I can actually create private groups and I can actually go in and give only certain people access. The question becomes that of management and the you know the, how difficult is it to manage all this stuff and keep it all straight and, and stuff like that. And, um, and, and people are asking, could you just do that with something like a member and all these other things? Absolutely. Uh, there are a lot of different options, but when it comes down to it, I've been thinking about this for months and it's really one of the things that has really kept me from being as active on our, my own forum, uh, recently as, as much as I, you know, I used to be, I mean, I used to be in the forum every day, hours a day, uh, or at least an hour a day. And now, you know, I'm, I'm lucky if I can get in there, you know, once every, you know, two or three days and, and catch up with all the conversations that have been going on, which is not as much because I haven't been as active and I haven't been promoting as, as much. And the reason why is because I've been busy with so many other things. And at the same time, I've been extremely busy working in other communities, just really getting a good grasp of how I want things to move to be moving forward. So right. I decided that, you know, actually I had decided that Ning.com was the winner. And then my good friend, Father Roderick over at SQPN created community.sqpn.com and uh, moved his network away from Ning and chose to go with BuddyPress. Now, Eric, you have uh, went in and signed in to... To Buddy Press, L- let me ask you: What do you know about Ning? Have you what interaction have you had with Ning in the past? Okay, well, I know uh, before they started to go towards having to pay and certain things like that. I signed up. I actually signed up recently and, and have not been as involved as I want to, and I will get back to that. Uh, the Forty Eight Days dot net uh, Ning. That's the Dan Miller Forty Eight Days to the Work You Love. Ning social site. So for people that are looking to get into their passion and have that be what pays their bills, uh, 48days.net has that 
Ning site, and I really want to get more involved with that. And that's a Ning site built upon a, you know, a a vision to have people of the like minded who are looking to pursue their passion in that way. And that's what these great these that's what these mini social networks are perfect for. Um, that's about the extent of the the Ning knowledge that I have. Other than I learned a bunch about uh, how it was created and who created it and all that from the book Viral Loop. Um, I know that Ning is actually the Chinese word for peace, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And it's made by, um, what's his name? Mark Andreessen, who is not really a name you would know, but just know this. He created Netscape back in the day. Right. So anyway, that's about the extent of what I know about Ning. Some other than knowing it's, it's, very much more of a more pleasing to the eye graphical interface for a social network forum kind of a deal than just what we have currently for the GSPN forums. Right. And and of course, my experience with Ning in the past is that while it is definitely a step above graphically and layout uh, it um, above what we currently have in the GSPN forum, it's still my my problem is that it's not always been a pleasing on the eye experience. It's you know, there are some of them that are just really ugly uh, because I've been a participant of many different Ning communities and, and sometimes just the look of it. But the thing is, is it's very customizable. It's all CSS and, and right. you can do a ton with it. Uh, so so that's pretty exciting. Here, Here's the situation, though. Uh, the other thing about Ning is that for from its inception, it's always been free. Uh, they, you know, no charge at all. They put some advertising on the right-hand side that says, hey, join the Net- Ning network. And you had... They had, you know, you could actually have a couple different premium levels where you could pay and it would remove all of that and you could put your own ads and you can just customize it fully and you don't have to have all that stuff. So so they had a little bit of premium stuff, but majority, if not most everybody, was using the free service, right? Right. Well, uh, they announced earlier this year that as of, well, July 20th of 2010, which is two days ago... They, d- they announced earlier this year that they would actually be moving away from their free model and instead going to paid communities. Now, of course, what this means is that, I mean, I'm, I, I have no idea what the stats are over there. Thousands of groups, if not, you mean, I don't know, 10,000. I, I have no clue. Yeah. But, I, but the, I know at least thousands, thousands of people using Ning communities and they've been using them for free. And the, the uproar is like, oh my gosh, I've got something that I've been getting for free and now they're looking to charge somewhere between 20 to $49 a month or 200 to $500 a year. And it's like, well, that's a, what do you imagine you're going to get with that? A huge knee-jerk reaction. Well, the truth is, is this thing, service has been around for free. I, I have no problem paying for services, especially when they bring extreme value to me and they accomplish something that is absolutely necessary and critical in my business. And they take some of the, the heavy lifting off of me. And so I, I certainly have no problem with, with, with paying for services, right? So if it's worth it, yeah, if it's worth it. And so, you know, obviously, Father Roderick decided to move away from the Ning platform. And, and I know that Father Roderick, in my conversation with him, there were a couple things. Number one, well, there's a free solution somewhere else. And then there is also um, the fact that, you know, it's like, man, they now they want you to pay and they're pretty much in control and it's not easy to get your stuff out of Ning 
And I just don't know if this is, you know, what what if they, I mean, if they're not able to make it on this free model, which who could actually, um, and, and so the question is, you know, what if, what if they go to this premium model and two years from now they go under, you know, they go out of business? Yeah. So those are, you're stuck. You're stuck. So those are some of the issues that Father Roderick, you know, had in his decision. And, you know, this buddy press came along with the advent of WordPress 3.0, making it pretty easy to run this thing. Uh, so he decided, you know, to go the free route and and just start fresh with community.sqpn.com. So with all of that, so we you understand a little bit about what Ning is. Uh, we uh, we've talked a little bit about uh, Ning going, you know, free from free to premium. Here is the drawbacks in my mind on going with Ning instead of going to BuddyPress. All right. The first thing is Ning costs money. Uh, it's either you know twenty dollars a month or forty nine dollars a month for their premium, or uh, the twenty dollars a month you can actually get it for two hundred a year if you pay for a full year. The forty nine dollars a month you can actually get for five hundred dollars if you pay for the full year. All right. So obviously, BuddyPress free. Uh, now, one of the things that I want to tell you though is if we look at what you get with these pricing models. And and by the way, $20 a month is not very much at all, especially let's just say if I'm charging, you know, 49 or 50 bucks a month or 99 bucks a month or $149 a month to have access to certain private groups on my network, <laughs> you know, just one member pays for for the service, right? Yeah, if if you've got that stream of income coming in and the benefit to your uh business model or your uh, community you're trying to build outweighs the the monthly cost, then it's a no brainer, right? Exactly. So, so I mean, it's it, it's just a built in cost. So here here's the situation the, for the plus. They have mini plus and pro, and really mini is for very small groups, and it certainly would not work for me. And it's two dollars and I'm not even going to talk about that as an option because it's just not an option for me. I'm either looking at plus or pro. So we're looking at the twenty dollars a month versus the fifty dollars a month. Now, um, what we have here is the number of members that you can have on both plans is unlimited. Of course, we should say that BuddyPress would also be unlimited. <laughs> uh, the storage space, as far as how much storage space you can take on their servers. Now, you you do have the ability to upload audio files. You can upload pictures. You can upload your videos. I'm telling you right now, I would probably strictly limit the types of files and stuff that I would allow uploading. I don't see necessarily... I mean, if you want to share your videos, I encourage you to, by golly, upload those things to YouTube and embed them on our site. You know, But I'm not going to let people upload videos into the Ning group because, gosh, you could blow through your 10 gigs on the plus um, side really fast. Uh, so storage, you still get you get 10 gigs. 10 gigs is plenty if you consider that most of what you're going to be putting onto the servers is text and a couple of you know pictures here and there. All right, and then of course you've got bandwidth. Oh, and I should say that uh, storage on your BuddyPress would be virtually unlimited because a lot of these server plans, especially my my um, my Bluehost.com is unlimited. So really, technically, I I mean, for free, I'd have unlimited storage. Uh, Bandwidth, 100 gigabytes of bandwidth. Uh, Now, of course, this is delivering the text, delivering the, you know, video, audio, and all the other files that you have 
set up on your site. Now, again, I wouldn't be putting high, heavy, intensive media files, so I think 100 gigabytes is more than sufficient as far as bandwidth. The Pro, you get 200 gigabytes, um, and, of course, you can upgrade that. And, of course, I should say that the 20 gigabyte could be, you can upgrade further if you have that Pro account on the storage. So, so okay, so, so far, still, I don't, I, I'm looking at the Plus plan, 20 bucks a month, unlimited members, 10 gigs of storage, absolutely more than enough, bandwidth, 100 gigs, I don't see any problem at all. Uh, and then we look at features. Uh, you can have, everybody can have, every member has the potential of having their own blog if I turn that service on, which I probably will. Uh, every member can sit there and do their own blogging right from our community if they choose to do so. Photos, I I don't know that I'll let, you know, turn on that functionality. Everybody can have access to the forum, absolutely. Um, the only thing is, is, you know, I'll probably just ask that, you know, hey, when it comes to podcasting and new media, please understand that there's a, you know, there's a priority group for that, and and we kind of steer everything, to, you know, re- related to that aspect into that group. Uh, video embeds. Now, as, as far as embeds, we certainly would allow that. So, if you have YouTube and all that other stuff, um, you can. Now, it says here music. Now, they have their own. You can have your own branded music and video players. That's for if you're uploading your files to them. I don't think that I'm going to use that. I'll probably just use some embeddable players. Uh, so I, I, and I've been able to make that work in other places. Uh, there is group chat, although I do know that their chat is flash based, uh, uh. and does not work on the iPad, but they do give you the ability to put text boxes on the site and you can put embed code for other chat rooms in there. And I've, I've tested that and I know that, um, I've been looking at chat roll and chat roll, uh, would work as an embedded chat room, which does work on the iPad as well. So, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having the chat room on the iPad and and having that available and not being blocked on people's servers because it's uh, um, Chatango. Yeah. Events, I don't know that I'll use that or not, uh, but of course, groups is the biggest thing. Uh, You know, all of this is available on both uh, other than the music player and video player, which again, I told you we wouldn't use. Um, groups is the big one there. And of course groups can, individual groups can be set up as prime, you know, primarily member based and stuff like that. And I can leave many groups, you know, open to the public. Uh, and of course there are notes and pages there and, and all kinds of other stuff. And also they have these Ning apps and, and, uh, like there's a YouTube Ning app and there's a couple other Ning apps. And you can add up to five Ning apps with your Plus account, and you can add up to 10 with your Pro account. And uh, as far as some customization, I think that those are the really the biggest things that... Well, there's Facebook and Twitter integration with the Pro and the Plus and the Pro. Oh, yeah. Facebook and Twitter integration, and it's available both on both plans. So, so you the, could write in something on your Ning page or something in Ning somewhere, and you could check to have it shared out to Facebook or Twitter if you wanted. Exactly. And, of course, that could draw people right back into your compu- community, which is, yeah. you know, if you have an open group and they're posting something, that can be very nice. And, and here it says, coming soon, you'll be able to sign in with Facebook and Twitter f- to your Ning. Yes, so, so you yeah, you won't have to have a separate username and password. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really digging this. I, I think for me, twenty to forty nine dollars a month. You know, obviously, I'd make this. You know, I, I, I think you know, off the bat, I might immediately open this up to our plus members first, and 
let them play around with it. And of course, um, you know, I, I eventually I'm going to announce this new podcast answer man, uh, you know, user level that gives a lot of extra benefit um, and, and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm really looking at I want to be able to focus on providing value and not worrying about the technology. Right. So here here are the drawbacks that I see if I was to go with Ning. The drawback is that I'm going to pay somewhere between $200 to $500 a year. All right. I'm going to be adding all of my value, all this valuable information in a a platform that someone else controls. It's on somebody else's servers. Which kind of goes against what we've always said, which is if you're going to have your own social media site, you, you know, like, for example, a blog, you put your content out there. Because you don't own Facebook, you don't own Twitter, those could go away. But in long term, if you have your own blog and you continue to pay for it, obviously, then that's yours and right. you own it. Right. And and so the I think that the one thing I can say to myself if if I'm gonna try to justify this is that well the truth is is that well, you know, I don't own Bluehost hosting account and Bluehost could decide to go under one day. Right. And I would lose all my WordPress and everything else that's installed. So I mean we can play the whole what if game forever. And, you know, and, and I've mentioned this several times on Business Tech Weekly, not as much here, but on Business Tech Weekly, I talk oftentimes that I am a huge fan of going with services that charge you money because those are the people who have a premium model. Yes, you they know? have income coming in so they can stay afloat. Exactly. So this whole idea of, of the money, you know, 200 to $500 a year being a drawback, dude, you know, it, in in my opinion, I'm investing in the future of this business. So yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Uh, here's the other thing: features. Are, you know, the features are limited to what de- uh, Ning decides to give you. You know, we know that WordPress offers a ton of plugins and a lot of functionality. Obviously, Ning, you know, would has the ability to give you features, and obviously you know, would make those a part of certain premium additions and add-ons and stuff like that. But again, we're looking at, a, in my opinion, based upon what I'm looking for here, a very fair cost based upon the value that I would get out of it. So, Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'm looking at that. And uh, let's see here. If you ever decide that you don't like the service or a better service that comes along, it's not easy if it's even possible to export my data out. So let's just let's just say I create this GSPN community and I have inside this community a group this this private only for these premium podcast answer man subscribers my my clients uh let's just say I create and put in so much time effort and energy uploading massive amounts of my content well what if I don't like them and I find something better down the road it would be next to impossible or just downright painful to extract that information and, and move it to another service. Yeah. Now, what I have to say about that is that's where you hire somebody, you know, in you know a virtual assistant, which you know that's a case where you could actually get somebody at three hundred and eighty dollars a month and have them work for you forty hours a week, uh, transferring manually all this stuff over from one system to another. So, you know, it's, you know, it's painful. Yes. Is it possible in the event that something goes bad? Yes. So I think there's, I think there's ways to work around that stuff. 
And then uh, what if the service simply doesn't make it and it goes under? This is certainly an issue, and it would, it might make sense to say, okay, well, Ning just went to their paid services two days ago. Maybe I should wait a month and see how many people actually you know, <laughs> transferred to the paid. You know, I don't think I need to worry about that. I know that I know that Dan Miller, 48days.net, is going to convert over. Yeah. I know that Free Agent Academy is converting over. Those two groups are very active, and I know that there are so many other people who are getting so much value. I just imagine, and here I am thinking, hey, I'm going to sign up. Now that it is a paid service, I feel like it's a little bit more of a more legitimate deal. Right. You know? and, and Ning pre, actually predates Twitter, and it's kind of a peer in a sense, to Facebook, not size-wise, but timeline-wise. It was created in, in 04 and went public in about 05. So it's been around right, for a while. Exactly. And so, so those are the things. And of course, the other, all, every, every argument, all the drawbacks of Ning is every single thing I could say about high-rise, my, 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 my um, client relationship management software. I mean, I pour everything into that system. And it's a monthly fee. If I stop paying, I immediately lose access to it. Right. You know, uh, if, if high-rise goes out of business, I immediately lose all of that stuff. And it's not easy to export. Although, no, I will say this. High-rise has got a tool for exporting data. Now, it's not going to be in a logical sense that could easily be imported somewhere else. But there's a way to import it. But not everything. Not all my files and everything else, all the PDF documents. It's just, it would be a mess if I ever decided to leave. But I use them, I pay them, and I am an extremely happy client. Because there's a lot of benefits to me actually managing everything on high rise instead of software on my own computer. So, right. now, so I have some benefits that I've been thinking about as far as my relying on Ning. Here are the benefits. I don't have to worry about performing any security patches on my own. All right. You don't you don't own it. I don't own it. I it's it's not on my server. I don't need to update it. They're going to continually be keeping track of the security, making sure all the you know holes get patched as they as they see them and stuff like that. They're going to keep the software up to date. SMF forum, there are times I get two or three versions behind. You know, it's just it's not something I think of doing. It as much as I think I should back up, I'm so thankful for Time Machine, you know, and and stuff like that. And I still haven't got a chance to get my web based version of all the stuff backed up so i've got it so i'm not i don't have a track record of really staying on top of upgrades and so i think it's a benefit to know that they're going to make sure that i always have the latest that's one of the things i love about high rise is that it they they do all the service and support on the software if if all of a sudden you know i can't log in i call them up or i send them a support ticket and boom they're on it i go out have lunch i come back it's working again you know Yep. So I, that's a benefit. Uh, is there? It is, oh, and here's the other one. It's their full time business to keep the service up and running in a fast and efficient manner. Uh, the next benefit is I have the assumption that they are they have a backup plan in place. So in case of major system failure, they probably have things backed up in more than one location of their own stuff. I, certainly, their you know the amount of information they could lose if there was a fire is so much greater than just my data if I have a fire. So I know that they're probably I don't know, but I I have this automatic assumption that they are backing that stuff up and it's not just on site. 
Uh, yeah. And then, of course, the thing is, here's the biggest one. I simply get to focus on building the relationships and build the, building the value for my clients, my plus members, and the community at large. What, and, and I can focus on that and not worry about the technology and the glitches. Yeah. So, And if you had somebody who was willing to step in and work on that kind of stuff, it'd be a different story, maybe. It might be. It, that's exactly right. It might be. And, and, and I know Father Roderick does have those people. He does have you know these people that do a lot of web and server-based stuff for him. I would be doing that on my own, or I'd have to pay somebody to do it. And so the question is, is do I pay somebody to do it for me or do I pay, well, the, well, why don't I pay Ning to do it for me? Or why don't you pay somebody to do it for you? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, either way, you know, I've, I've caught, I, it took me forever to come to the decision to use high rise, to trust high rise and high rise has done so good for me. And, and I have such confidence in them that I think I'm ready to actually extend that trust to yet another cloud-based solution for, for my community. And so that's what I've been thinking. Now, you've, you've actually uh, browsed around BuddyPress. What do you think of Buddy, BuddyPress so far? I, I got to say, I, as much as we've just talked about Ning, I really think BuddyPress is cool looking. I think, especially when you dig into the examples they give of people that are using it, you can go to, if you go to buddypress.org, at the top, at first, first glance, it looks like, oh, this looks like WordPress comments as my blog, as my social network theme. And in a sense, you're right, because it is built on, I mean, it's a WordPress install. And, and again, that's one of the benefits for this is you host, you buy your hosting, you set up the domain, you put, you install the, the install of the BuddyPress instead of, well, instead of, is it instead of or alongside a regular WordPress. Can you do that? Uh, I'm not sure. This, oh, it's goodness. a unique kind of a setup. The, the, with WordPress 3.0, I believe you can actually marry the two like together. Integrate them. You can integrate them. I yeah. know. I know that SQPN has chosen to run it as its own install. Right. But, but from what I understand, with WordPress 3.0, you can marry to the your site and your community, your your online community together with one installation. Okay. I wasn't, I, I was looking for that and I was just like, I don't totally see where it gives that information. But again, at first glance, if you've seen a WordPress, like a standard WordPress bare bones theme, that's what it looks like at first. But if you go up to buddypress.org and go over to who is already using it and click that, you, they start to give you examples. There's a test drive one, which again is very bare bones, but then they start to show you different academic Places, a law practice, magazines, uh, Giga Ohm. That's a, one of those tech sites. They've got a pro version yeah. there. And you start opening them up full page and you look around at them. And it really does look like a full blown, legit website, not just some blog install that somebody's done. Right. So there is some highly customizable uh, things you can tweak in here. And, and that. I'm, I've got to say I'm highly impressed with if I knew more about how to do this stuff, I would probably go this route, but that's just my decision. You know what I mean? And, and all your points about using Ning are very valid. I, I just think, wow, this looks really cool, the, the customizability of it. So 
Yeah, it, it does. It does look really cool, and I and I'm excited to sit down and and just watch the the you know the SQPM because I I know yeah. how how I, I am a participant in that community, uh, and and I can see. I mean, it, th- theirs is is starting to look a little bit more like the Ning community community that they had. Now, now, BuddyPress is still relatively new. It certainly yeah. has not been around since 2004, um, and and I I I feel like it's at a place right now where it's still it's not its functionality and its feature set is not where I want it to be to launch into the you know into a transition from the forum into this. Does that make right. sense? Yes. I, 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 I think there's still a couple things that Ning offers that is not yet offered here. I think Ning does better. But but again, it's because Ning's been around for six years. And and by golly, they've had six years to get a lot of feedback and a lot of feature requests and, and stuff like that. And they've they've ironed out a lot of uh, a lot of things. But I still think it's worthwhile. I think it's worth seeing. And and you know again you know let's just say in two years from now SQPN seems to have n- everything that Ning has, but then it has so much more, and it's like man, I would kill to have that feature, that functionality. Well, at that time, it would be nothing for me to go in, install another installation of WordPress, or include it in a current one that I already have, and and add this you know stuff, start building it out. And by golly, I mean, hope maybe by then somebody will create some kind of export tool from Ning, you know, uh, or maybe even Ning will create one saying, you know, hey, I'll tell you what, if your barrier to entry to us is that you can't export, how about this? We're going to create a tool for you to export. That's one of the things that I did like about HiRise. They said, listen, we, we do have this export feature, this backup feature or whatever. Um you know, I, in in worst case scenario, like I said, I hire somebody and I, you know, I, I pay for them for 120 hours or you know 200 hours of their time, and they sit down. I get a team of people uh, transferring every little detail over. Yeah, you know, it, it it's it would be a lot, but still. Anyway, with and along with BuddyPress, I mean, I would, I mean, if you are or know someone who is basically a WordPress guru. Yeah. What BuddyPress would be a very much more viable option, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. you actually install WordPress and then you install BuddyPress as a plugin to your WordPress install. Is it a plugin or a theme? I guess it's a plugin then. Well, you I, the way you install it is you head to plugins and you add it. Oh, okay. So you Good. install it through the plugins. Right. So you know, I, I I definitely don't have anything against BuddyPress. The only thing is, is that you know, if if I look at my current workload and I look at my current projects that I have on my list and what I want to be doing with my time over the next three months, designing and figuring out how to implement and tweak and transform BuddyPress to do all the things that I already know I could get Ning to do out of the box, right. That's not one of the things I want to spend the next three months doing. Or yeah. the one, yeah, yeah. I just don't have the time to do that, and it's not one of the things I want to pay somebody else to do at this point. I, it's one of the things I just I know what I can get with Ning. I know that it would be relatively immediately available to me. I could probably spend you know eight hours on a Saturday and be ready to launch. 
Yeah. So that in and I'm talking about fully launched and, and ready to go. But anyway, that I mean, so for those of you who are out there thinking about this, uh, and by the way, uh, if you are a brand new brand and you're just getting ready to launch something, can I just caution you? If you if you don't have an existing community in place, I would caution you against starting a Ning group or a online forum or a BuddyPress installation because the worst thing you want to do is create a community. Uh, a place for a community to interact and people come in and all they get is tumbleweeds blowing by them. Yeah. You know, you, you want to have, you want to make sure that you have at least a good solid 15, at least 15 to 20 people who, you know, will interact in that community on a weekly basis at the very minimum, if not on a daily basis. You being one of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to commit time too, you know, (laughs) exactly. And, uh, and and if, if you're not at that place, what I would suggest that, that you're doing is that you continue to put out maybe podcast content, blogging content, whatever the case may be, and, and wait until you start getting at least you know, 15, 20 comments on each of those blog or podcast episode posts that you put on your site. When you, get, when you start getting 15 to 20 of those comments on a consistent basis, then yes, it's, time, it's probably time for you to go ahead and and launch a community. And the benefit of having a community over these little individual blog posts is that the conversation is ongoing. Whereas, you know, you get an episode four or five uh, posts back into the archives, um, you know, the conversation just comes to an end. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that aspect of it, where it keeps the cream of the discussion rising to the top. Right. Absolutely. And, And not only that, one of the things I love about Ning is that uh, built right into it, there's this thing. It's like, hey, here, you know, this group that you just joined. Here are some featured threads. These are featured discussions, and I can just consistently keep those up at the top. And that's one of the things I have loved. They, they call them making them sticky, you know, sticky threads in right. forums, and you can keep that at the top. And that you just can't do that with comments. Well, I guess you could find a way to you could find a way to do it, but it's just it's just awkward. A forum or online community or something like this. Is is certainly a better place to to go for it. Yeah. Anyway, so that that's that. Uh, do you have anything else that you wanted to add? Um. Uh, well, I would say this: there's always the option of starting off free on Ning if you don't have more than that range they start you off at there, and then jumping into the pri- the price models. Oh, do they have a free option? Because I thought the, the first one is free. The the yeah, first one's free. No, the the lowest priced one, or sorry, the the first one is still free. At this point, it's like a hundred and something people total. All right. At least when you were you were looking at the pricing, it says here it this, was still listed. I, you know what? That's is that the one I think that they're phasing it, it out. Maybe yeah, they or? are going to phase that out. It, it, there's okay. until I I can't remember when. But they are going to phase this out later this year, and you. Have oh, I was sorry. I was looking at the mini. I was looking at mini. Yeah, mini, and of course, the price of mini is going to two dollars and ninety-five cents a month. Right, and but, and but the thing is, if that's the group you have up to one hundred and fifty people just to start, and you've got that, you know, core group of twenty or however many. That's less than 150 people. You, you've got room to grow there for a while, yeah. But you, and then can jump into but, plus. Or but something. He, here's the thing: is I really I think if you go the mini, you really don't get the Ning experience because you don't get the groups, you don't get the chat, you don't get the. That's true. Yeah, you know, I mean, you just you're just missing a lot there. 
Yeah, and then it's not as incentivized for people to keep using it. Exactly. The, so. the, I think it's the groups that really make this thing worthwhile. Now, the chat you can get away with because the chat you can actually, like like I said, if as long as you have the ability yeah. to do a text box on your main page, you can embed your own text, which I'm not sure if that's available on the on the mini either. Actually, let me see here. Text boxes on homepage. Yeah, oh, okay, yes, you can do three. So, yes, you could actually do your own chat room. Uh, you just embed it, put an embeddable chat room in there. Yeah, but no, I I, I think the uh, I I, th- I think that um, you know obviously uh, if if you if you're gonna I think if you're looking at a community building a community that you're not going to generate any kind of revenue from, uh, I could see two hundred dollars a year being off putting. Uh, but you know even with my plus membership, that's two that's two plus members you know, each month actually would cover the cost of, of this. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, it, it's, it's, you have to, what is the goal that you're wanting to create the community for in the first place? And if it's to really kind of energize the, the people and bring more in around whatever the, whatever your brand is, then there's probably a benefit there and you're going to probably have to pay for it one way or the other. Because you still, ultimately, neither of these is free. You still have to pay for hosting to to and the domain to get your buddy pressed up and running as well. Right, but if you have so, the hosting account, yeah, I mean, you already have that. So yeah, exactly. I'm just saying for somebody who doesn't, though, right? You're, yeah, you're yeah. talking cost either way. So you, again, it's it's all about what you're really wanting to get out of it, and ultimately you find a quick revenue stream to, to pay for it and it pays back for it. It pays for itself in the return on your investment. Right. Hey, there, so. I do want to mention this real quick. Um, the, since they are going to the paid, you know, the paid service and again, 20 bucks a month is not that expensive. Um, there are a couple things that you can do um, with, with theirs that they say, Hey, here's how you can pay, you get Ning to pay for itself. And they have some different options for you. Uh, they have, uh, you know, paid for game, you know, your community can pay games. There's, you know, you can put a little donate box onto the side. You know, there's a bunch of other things there. But um, cool. Just check it out. I, if I, I, I want to let people know there are those those are the two options that I've weighed heavily. And and as you can tell from this conversation, I'm I'm pretty darn sure that within the next 30 days, you're going to hear some announcements or more conversation about the official GSPN community Ning page. So. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So uh, w- this is our fiftieth episode, and uh, we did have one person who called in and shared what uh, social media serenity has meant to them. And I'm right. going to play this little audio feedback from Rick from Wisconsin. Hey, Cliff and Eric, this is Rick from Wisconsin calling for Social Media Serenity's anniversary show. Um, I want to say that your show has probably done more to change my habits in the last year because I was not on Facebook or Twitter when you did your first show. Um, I think around your second or third episode, I signed up for both and um, really have enjoyed uh, meeting and getting to know some people through Facebook and Twitter, both that are other fans of Lost or Science Fiction or GSPN. And... Uh, I'm also very into uh, IndyCar racing, and so I follow all the race car drivers and some fellow fans on that. 
But uh, I wanted to say that uh, another way that's impacted my life is that I've done uh, genealogy and family history for about 10 years. And when I first logged into Facebook, because my surname is oh, very sorry. uncommon, there's only a few hundred people in the world that have it, um, I searched for that name and found about 30 other people with my last name, which I knew all had to be relatives. So I offered to, uh, to be the friends with everyone and link people together. And then I started going through my program and finding other cousins, some uh, second or third cousins, a little more distance, but... Uh, people with other last names but who are relatives, and I've used Facebook to build a, a small family community and created a, a special private family page where we could share photos and comments. And one of my cousins who, whose uh, parents divorced and who was lived in another state had had a small amount of contact with some of us but didn't really know anybody. Uh, he's connected with about 30 of his relatives now through Facebook, and it's really great. Um, how that's helped. And uh, my wife actually enjoys playing games on Facebook and making friends with people and sharing things and finding her high school friends. So uh, that's a big part of what your show's done for me. Thanks. Wow. Very cool. So awesome. be- because of our show, Rick signed up for both Twitter and Facebook. He's finding extreme value out of both of them. And we've helped. Eric, you and I, and this podcast has helped bring an entire family back together. It's like a reality show. How about that, man? (laughs) I'll tell you. Anyway, uh, that is going to wrap things for our show this week. We want to say thank you to Rick for calling in. And uh, Eric, thank you for looking into Ning and Buddy Press and and sharing your insights and stuff on this. And of course... uh, Eric's going to be back in the driver's seat next week as far as the content's concerned. So excited to hear what's going on in the world of social media and Twitter and Facebook. And I, I, I suppose, have, have you played around with, uh, oh, what's that service called? Uh, Flipboard yet? Yeah, I love it. Cool. We'll talk about that next week and so much more, right? Yes. Awesome. Hey, if you guys want to give us a call with questions and or comments for the Social Media Serenity podcast, you can do so at 859-795-4067. That phone number again, 859-795-4067. Until next week, everybody, join the community. Mm -hmm.